Chapter Nineteen of The Dark Other. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gloria Begeman, Somerville, South Carolina. The Dark Other by Stanley G. Weinbaum. Chapter Nineteen man or monster pat suffered wednesday through somehow knowing that any such early response to her letter was impossible still that impossibility did not deter her from starting at the sound of the telephone and sorting through the mail with an eagerness that drew a casual attention from her mother good heavens patricia you're like a child watching for an answer to his note to santa claus that's what i am i guess responded the girl ruefully maybe i expect too much from santa claus late in the afternoon she drifted over to dr horker's residence to be informed that he was out for distraction she went in anyway and spent a while browsing among the books in the library she blundered into craft ebbing and read a few pages in growing indignation i'm ashamed to be human she muttered disgustedly to herself slamming shut the psychopathia sexualis i wouldn't be a doctor or have a child of mine become one if i were positively certain he'd turn into lord lister himself nick was right when he said doctors live on people's troubles she wondered how dr horker could remain so human so kindly and understanding when as he said himself his world was a parade of misfits incompetence and all the nastiness of mortals he was nice she felt no embarrassment in confiding in him even when she might hesitate to bear her feelings to her own mother or was it simply the natural thing to do to tell one's troubles to a doctor not of course that the situation reflected any discredit on her mother mrs lane was a very precious sort of parent she mused young as pat in spirit appreciative and enthusiastically fond of her daughter that she trusted pat that she permitted her to do entirely as she pleased was exactly as the girl would have it it argued no lack of affection that each of them had their separate interests and if the girl occasionally found herself in unpleasantness such as this that too was her own fault and yet she reflected it was a bitter thing to have no one to whom to turn if it weren't for dr carl and his jovial willingness to commit any sin up to malpractice to help her she might have felt differently but there always was dr carl and that she concluded was that she wandered back to her own side of the hedge missing for the first time in many weeks the companionship of the old crowd there hadn't been many idle afternoons heretofore during the summer there had always been some of the collegiate vacationing in town 
and pat had never needed other lure than her own piquant vivacity to assure herself of ample attention now of course it was different she had so definitely tagged herself with the same nicholas divine that even the most ardent of the group had taken the warning and i don't regret it either she told herself as she entered the house trouble mystery suffering and all i don't regret it i've had my compensations too she sighed and trudged upstairs to prepare for dinner morning found pat in a fair frenzy of trepidation she kept repeating to herself that two days wasn't enough that more time might be required and even had nicholas devine received her letter he might not have answered at once yet she was quivering as she darted into the hall to examine the mail it was there she spied a fragment of the irregular handwriting and seized the envelope from beneath a clutter of notes bills and advertisements she glanced at the postmark chicago he hadn't left the city trusting perhaps to the anonymity conferred by its colossal swarm of humanity indeed she thought as she stared at the missive he might have moved around the corner and save for the chance of a fortuitous meeting she'd never know it she tore open the envelope and scanned the several scrawled lines no headings no salutation not even a signature just thursday evening at our place in the park no more she studied the few words intently as if she could read into their bald phrasing the moods and hidden emotions of the writer a single phrase but sufficient the day was suddenly brighter and the hope which had glowed so dimly yesterday was abruptly almost more than a hope a certainty all her doubts of dr horker's abilities were forgotten already the solution of this uncanny mystery seemed assured and the restoration of romance imminent she carried the letter to her own room and tucked it carefully by the other in the drawer of the night-table thursday evening this evening many hours intervened between now and a reasonable time for the meeting but they loomed no longer drab dull and hopeless she lay on her bed and dreamed she could meet nick as early as possible perhaps at eight-thirty and bring him directly to the doctor's residence no use wasting a moment she mused the sooner some light could be thrown on the affliction the sooner they could lay the devil exercise it demon fixed idea mental aberration or whatever dr carl chose to call it it had to be met and vanquished once and forever and it could be vanquished in her present mood she didn't doubt it then after that there was the prospect of her own nick regained and the sweet vistas opened by that reflection she lunched in an abstracted manner in the afternoon when the phone rang she jumped in a startled manner then relaxed with a shrug but this time it was for her she darted into the hall to take the call on the lower phone 
she was hardly surprised but thoroughly excited to recognize the voice of nicholas divine pat nick oh nick honey what is it my note to you even across the wire she sensed the strain in his tense tones you've read it of course nick i'll be there no his voice was trembling you won't come pat promised you won't but why why not nick oh it's terribly important that i see you you're not to come pat but an idea was struggling to her consciousness nick was it yes you know now but honey what difference does it make you come you must nick i won't meet you i tell you she could hear his voice rising excitedly in pitch she could feel the intensity of the struggle across unknown miles of lifeless copper wire nick she said i'm going to be there and you're going to meet me there was silence at the other end nick she cried anxiously do you hear me i'll be there will you his voice sounded again now flat and toneless yes he said i'll be there the receiver clicked at the far end of the wire there was only a futile buzzing in pat's ears she replaced the instrument and sat staring dubiously at it had that been nick really her nick or suppose she went to that meeting and found the other was she willing to face another evening of indignities and terrors like those still fresh in her memory still she argued what harm could come to her on that bench exposed as it was to the gaze of thousands who wandered through the park on summer evenings suppose it were the other who met her there was no way to force her into a situation such as that of saturday night nick himself had chosen that very spot for their other meeting and for that very reason there's no risk in it she told herself nothing can possibly happen i'll simply go there and bring nick back to dr carl's along a lighted busy street the whole two blocks what's there to be afraid of nothing at all she answered herself but suppose she shuddered and deliberately abandoned her chain of thought as she rose and rejoined her mother End of chapter 19